Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Hey there, folks. It is I, Sam Field, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the podcast. As always, this is uh, for you audio subscribers, so welcome. Uh, contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at somebody underscore NGC. Mines and Gab at Sam Whitfield. Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. TheSamWhitfield.com for all your, uh, you know, needs. I'm going to have a few articles uh, posted up there, hopefully this weekend, for real this time, folks. Um, And also, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you subscribe to podcasts. And please be sure uh, to leave the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Um, if you are so inclined to do so. And yes, folks, I realize that that last part of the copy is, uh, you know, kind of redundant considering that, well, you're already listening to this, you know, in a podcast app, most likely Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you know, since those are the, those are the two big, you know, big primary ones that, you know, my, uh, listeners go to, and I really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, please consider, consider leaving a good review. It really helps this show out. So, anyway, folks, uh, what's going on? Well, this week, uh, you know, obviously, Thursdays tend to be like the more pop culture-centered uh, days on the show here. 
at the Whitfield Report. So I do like to, uh, you know, focus a bit more on that. However, as Andrew Breitbart once said, politics is downstream from culture. And oftentimes, uh, politics and pop culture. In fact, more and more these days, it unfortunately seems like they mix a little too often. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I think I've been here for as long as I have been doing this whole podcasting thing. As I've said, I'm a guy who, you know, from an early age was into politics like in school and whatnot, but... I was more of like a pop culture guy. I, I've been to comics since I was like a really young kid. And, um, you know, I grew up like watching Batman the Animated Series and, uh, you know, like playing every superhero video game I could get my hands on. But I also used to go to the comic shop and actually like collect comics. And, uh, you know, that was actually how I discovered podcasting initially was because uh, a long time ago, two of the guys who owned uh, the comic book store, I don't know if they owned the comic book store, but I think one of them might have worked there. Uh, One of the guys who worked at the uh, comic book store in Denver that I used to, you know, go to growing up. He and uh, his friend, they did a podcast. I can't even remember what the name of it was uh, anymore, but it's, you know, now defunct. And they were doing this like in 2007, you know, 2008, around the time I started, uh, you know, back when like, you know, and they had a Lipson account back when like, you know, podcasting was expensive and, you know, they did well, but they, uh, they just didn't. You know, they weren't able to make any money off of it. And not that they were all looking to do, but, you know, it got, like, real expensive for a hobby. And plus, I think one of them, like, changed jobs. So they just weren't able to do it anymore. Uh, You know, maybe now if they were to return to something like that in 2019 with, uh, you know, Anger and other free podcasting hosts out there, maybe that would... You know, maybe they would be more more successful today. I think they would. But the reason why I bring kind of that backstory up real quick is because, uh, you know, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle uh, in the media this past week over uh, the Joker movie that just came out uh, this past weekend. And, uh, although I haven't seen it, I saw, I, I've basically seen the spoiler reviews for it. I don't care, folks. I am going to see it when it comes out on video, probably. I might go see it in the theater, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's one of those movies that I don't really care if I know the spoilers, you know, for, or not, plus, uh, you know, I kind of felt like, even though I wasn't going to see it, I kind of needed to, you know, read some of them 
to do this analysis, and uh, I'm not really going to be reviewing the film, obviously, since I haven't seen it yet, although, you know, if I do see in theaters, I probably will review it for you guys. But I wanted to cover the controversy that has kind of, you know, been sparked as a result of it, because my god, folks, you would think that this would, you know, that this Joker movie was going to cause fucking World War Three, you know, or like the the downfall of Western civilization, or, you know, America, or, you know, what, whatever, like, you know, these journalists were saying that there was going to be, like, violence from, uh, you know, incelibates, and there were going to be all these mass shootings on opening night, and all of this crazy stuff because of, you know, the, apparently the, the, uh, you know, the controversial content in the, the Joker movie. And then people actually went and saw it, and they were like, wow, it's a very thought-provoking film. You know, it's a very, it, it's a very good film, but it's a lot like Taxi Driver. And, uh, you know, which I kind of figured because I, I read some of the, of the uh, interviews with the director beforehand. I, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he's the guy who did the Hangover movies uh, as well. And I remember, uh, you know, reading a uh, interview with him and saying that a lot of the Joker movie uh, was based off of De Niro's or was inspired by uh, the films Taxi Driver and uh, King of King of Comedy, which starred Robert De Niro and was directed by Martin Scorsese, which is what I meant to say just a second ago. Yeah, the Scorsese film. And I've seen both of those films. Uh, I saw... Yeah, I saw them both in a uh, college film studies class. When I was over at, you know, State College of Florida before I transferred over to where I am now, I basically took like four, I think five semesters of film studies classes, either like electives or English, you know, classes, because I had the option to. So it was great, and I got to, you know, study basically film and movies and media, all the shit that I'm, you know, into and write papers. And it was still a hard class, but, you know, I enjoyed it. So, uh, but anyway, I, I saw, you know, I saw Taxi Driver. And, uh, you know, I saw King of Comedy in those classes. You know, very taxi driver for being like almost 45 years old. It came out like in, I think I just read on IMDb a second ago, uh, 1976 is when it came out. So that's roughly like 45, you know, years old almost. You know, or close to it. Uh, hard to believe. 
that, you know, films like that in Star Wars are, you know, getting this old, but, you know, nevertheless, I digress. They're, you know, they're classic movies. And so, you know, knowing that, and, you know, knowing that Taxi Driver is a violent movie, it's a good film, and anyone who hasn't seen and is into movies probably should, but, but it is a violent film. And, uh, you know, it's about, like, a Vietnam vet who comes back to New York City in the 70s when New York was a dump, and he kind of becomes a vigilante of sorts and kind of an anti-hero. He's a bit crazy. Uh, you know, Travis Bickle is the, uh, you know, titular character. He's not really evil, but he's not good. He was, like, one of the first anti-heroes. And, uh... You know, from what it seems like to me, they they took the Travis Bickle character, uh, you know, for this Joker film, and basically it was like, well, what if Travel Travis Bickle really was, you know, if he really did turn evil, and that's what we presumably got with the Joker again. You know, I haven't seen it, but you know, I I've seen them in the spoilers, and yeah, I mean. It kind of seems like, you know, a big taxi driver thing. And I, I'm not, like, saying that dismissively or critically. I'm just, here's my point in, ask, you know, in saying that. So, I guess I just get frustrated because whenever the media says something like these, you know, these films are going you know, like Joker, they're they're too controversial. They're going to cause, you know, mass violence among, you know, incels and disgruntled people. You know, first of all, there's no evidence for that that what you know, that's complete, that's all, you know, subjective. Um and also, like I said, Taxi Driver, which this film is largely based on, you know, is close to 45 years old, you know, about about there. And that movie could just as easily inspire someone to go out and do crazy thing. And that film is way older. Right, people that had access to that film for way, for way long. So, you know, why does the Joker get singled out? I mean, I can think of maybe like a, a couple of reasons. The thing with the Joker as a character is, I mean, the Joker at the end of the day, obviously there have been different interpretations. You know, some of which are very can be like the Adam, you know, West Batman, and some that are kind of silly. But at the end of the day, like the Joker, the Joker started off as like a serial killer in the Batman comics in like the the nineteen forties. Like he's always been a uh, you know a fucked up. 
individual and there's there's been debate in the comics for years about whether or not like the joker is like a psychopath you know and he can if he's mentally ill you know or if he's just like a truly cold-blooded and ruthless killer knows exactly what what he's doing there's been all this speculation that he's like deadpool that can break the fourth wall i mean there are endless joker theories out now the other thing with this particular uh you know version is it's been suggested and i actually believe that this could be the case that like in this uh in this universe right in this alternate timeline that the joker takes place in that uh arthur fleck the joker that we know in this movie isn't the joker that we know uh he's not the joker that ends up fighting Batman, but he inspired, you know, the Joker, or, you know, there have been other speculations that this was all, you know, a man's dream, and he's, he's imagining being Joker, you know, or something like that, because of the psychotic breaks in the movie. Now, you know, I don't know what to say about all that. But I will say that the Joker has been, you know, a, a very iconically, an iconic character for 70 years. The 70, in the 75 years that Batman has been around, you know, the Joker has pretty much been there as well. Batman's a little bit older as, like, a character himself, but, I mean, Joker's been around for decades and decades as well so there are from plenty of you know chances for people to do insane shit you know in real life because of the joke and this is one thing that really you know this pops up like every few years and it really bothers me when it happens. I brought this up after the uh, El Paso shooting. But we've gotten to the point now where it seems like anytime there's, you know, a, a film like The Joker or, you know, a Netflix series, I, this was the same thing for Netflix's The Punisher you know, or video games like Grand Theft Auto. There's always a small group of individuals out there who are, you know, they may be small, but they're very loudmouthed. And they like to say shit like, the Joker is going to, you know, inspire shootings or... You know, uh, my favorite one is, G is Grand Theft Auto is going to, you know, cause kids to commit school shooting. And this was back in like 2002, uh, you know, when Vice City came out. 
And, you know, like, I remember, you know, like, even though I was young then, I had played a little bit, and I remember, like, there were all these, like, you know, news stories on TV, like, you know, oh, don't let your kids, you know, play GTA Vice City. It's horribly violent, and it could cause your kids to become mass shooters. Well, you know, I grew up playing GTA. I turned out okay. Uh, you know, other than a fucked up sense of humor somewhat, you know, in terms of, like, I like dark humor. But, you know, I probably would have gotten that anyway. Um you know, through Connie or something, and my, my parents, my parents raised me on the Big Lebowski, too, alright, and, you know, I mean, come on, but, uh, all joking aside, well, actually, not all joking aside, I take that back, because my point is, the medial, the the media, I would say, the journalistic press at this point loves to blame entertainment. Anytime some tragedy goes wrong, you know, and they do it on the right and the left. Uh, you know, curiously enough, now we've kind of seen that change where, you know, the, I guess, the more conservative, like, libertarian types like myself. You know, now we're the culture warriors, and, you know, the the, the PC fun police, the politically correct, you know, police of the left, they're becoming the kind of the, they're joining forces with the religious right and, and pearl, uh, Fletcher. Right? Neither of the two extremes are good. I believe that. You know, life mimics art and art, art mimics life. And we should, you know, have films like The Joker and like Taxi Driver. And, uh, you know, all those out there. I mean, you know, for, for cripe's sakes, I mean, John Wick too. John Wick, that series is another example. John Wick is very violent. Right? But the media wasn't complaining, you know, as much about John Wick, you know, causing a controversy. That's the other thing. The media, they get, they get bored easily, you know, the establishment media on the, on both the right and the left. And so they make, you know, stuff up about, you know, these movies causing violence and whatnot. I just think it's ridiculous. And I, it actually pisses me off a little bit because there are so many more things that are newsworthy in our society that actually do matter. You know, and like media and entertainment causing violence in America, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, you know, there might be a few people, but that's like, that's like one in you know, maybe a thousand that goes crazy and tries and does. It's violent media and violent movies, you know, and violent video games, you know, causing people to go out and cause mass destruction. That That's not exactly an epidemic here in America, and I, I don't think it will be. I do, however, think, you know, it, it will become one if the, if 
you know, the media keeps, like, freaking out about it, which, to be honest, I kind of, I'm always suspicious when they do get, you know, when they do like write, write, write reviews, like, you know, oh, the Joker movie is controversial, or, you know, the Dark Knight is controversial, or something like that, because it's almost like, well, do you want something to happen? I mean, sometimes the way they write about it, it almost seems like they're eager for something to I don't know. But I I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um at all, really. So, um Yeah, I mean I I just think that the media uh or I should say the journalistic press in heavy air quotes at that. You know, and 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 the religious right too. Uh, you know, the fact that they're like freaking out about movies and whatnot. You know, in the in this day and age, it, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, no one, no one should be afraid of the cinema, and no one should be afraid of, you know, I, ideas. Even though I, if I disagree with them, look, there are lots of, you know, left-wing films that, you know, you could say are propaganda films that I don't agree with. See, I'm, but I don't think they should be, you know, censored or banned. And honestly, I mean, I for one am smart enough to, you know, see through a lot of the bullshit in these movies, and this listening audiences too. I I realize that we kind of live in in somewhat of a dumbed down, down population, but I, I do think that people are getting smarter because of long-form conversations, you know, and podcasts and whatnot, so I don't think we're entirely fucked because of our, of our media, uh, at least in terms of entertainment. I think sometimes the news and real-life events, I think that actually fucks up our, you know, uh, society more. I think the fact that so many people are on antidepressants and SSRIs. I think that's a real problem. I do think mental health is a problem here in America, and I would like to see us, maybe as a society, you know, do a better job of taking care of one another, you know, and helping, uh, you know, people who need mental health. I you know, who need mental health services, and I don't think that the government, you know, is necessarily, uh, you know, the proper solution, at least federally, in this, but I do think that, you know, maybe different states, maybe different local governments, church groups, you know, what have you, I, I, I do think that there are ways to approach this situation, but getting rid of pop culture, you know, media, is, uh, you know, not going to, uh, you know, help that. Uh, it's actually funny, I've been talking about Tool for the past couple weeks, that band, and, I mean, the song Vicarious, off of the 10,000 Days album, that first track, is really about how the American news media, you know, glorifies violence, and, you know, whatnot and how people experience 
you know, death kind of vicariously, but they don't, you know, it, it desensitizes them and it, it, you know, that song is true. So, but do we get rid of the media, the news media? No. Um, so, I just think that this whole thing is stupid, but, uh, you know, and look, I, I actually brought this very same point up like a few months ago, uh, you know, when Trump was saying that violent video games, you know, and violent media are, were, you know, were to blame for El Paso. I was like, no, Donnie, you're wrong. I like you, but you're wrong, on buddy. You're wrong. Uh, so, I don't know, folks. It's a crazy world out there, and, uh, you know, if we can at least be entertained somewhat, then, uh, what the hell is the point of all of it? Anyway, um, like I said, I'll, I'll probably see the Joker movie once it comes out on, you know, I said DVD, but do people use those? I'll probably, like, rent it off of Apple Movies, or, you know, if it's on Amazon Prime early enough, I'll, then, I don't know. If, if someone, if someone wants to buy me a ticket, you know, to go, uh, review, or, or, you know, like, send me money for a movie ticket or or whatnot you know paypal me that way you know feel free i'll I'll go i'll go review it but you know money is kind of tight like as a college student so you know like i've got my streaming entertainment that i'm already paying for for and i'm you know enjoying that i don't like movie theaters all that much to be honest although you know there are exceptions i will go see the new James Bond movie when that comes out and of course also the new Star Wars movie like those are must see and although I didn't see the last John Wick you know just because the opening weekend like fell right when I was midterm and then I just never had to go and see all the you know that one I will see number four in the- I I have to uh, you know, so there are certain movies, but, but generally I just like to wait stuff out, you know, on DVD or home. Uh, speaking of which, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, is coming out on Friday. And, uh, I can't fucking wait, honestly. I really can't. Uh, it's gonna be. Epic, and, uh, well, hopefully, I say that now, uh, and I, I, like, I'm 90% sure it will be good, because it's Vince Gill again, and he's fantastic, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, like, live tweet it with Jason, or, you know, Tate, or something, the guys from On Tap, and, uh, they don't know that I want to do a live tweet session, uh, you know, until they're hearing this. But, uh, really, if, if any of you guys want to, like, live tweet it with me, you know, on 
Friday or maybe like do a live tweet session or like a podcast. If anyone's down for that, DM me on Twitter, like I said, or, you know, tweet me at Tim to see. I'm, I'm fucking excited because it's breaking bad. Oh yeah, and that's the other point I wanted to make, and I realize I'm kind of rambling, but that's what I like to do on the Thursday show, is just ramble and, you know, get the stuff on my mind, off my mind, and I was thinking about this with the with the whole Joker movie, right? We've also had shows like The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, and with Breaking Bad especially, like the whole premise of the show is that like a, you know, we got like a mild mannered, you know, high school chemistry teacher. Walter White, and he basically gets turned into like a, into like an evil drug, you know, an evil ruthless, you know, drug lord over the course of like five seasons. And in reality, in the timeline of Breaking Bad, the whole entire series like takes place in just like a year and a half, maybe not even like a, maybe not even like a year and a half. Maybe it's you're like. Number. But the whole like storyline, it's it's not very long. And so right, by the logic of uh you know by the logic of all these, you know, critics not complaining that Joker is going to cause violence, well we should all be we should all be shitting the bed collectively over uh you know, Breaking Bad, because Breaking Bad could inspire your your local high high school chem- chemistry teacher to become a meth cook, right? And I'm laughing as I'm saying that, and you guys are probably, probably chuckling as well, chuckling as well. But seriously, with all the outrage and whatnot, that's where we're headed. You know, like yeah, there's there's violence out there in the, you know, world, and, you know, obviously, I I do think that we've been desensitized, but I don't think, you know, I think that has to do more with our actual news, and less of our entertainment, that, honestly, folks, that's why I've partially stepped away from politics, like I've said, I'm not fully retired, uh, you know, but I'm doing, like, a fusion of politics and entertainment now, where I'll cover know politics more on like Saturday and then do you know this pop culture thing on Thursday or sometimes I'll reverse you know either way I can't do the politics thing strictly you know why because starting to mess with my brain and my uh it was starting to mess with my mental health so you know like when I talk politics like I'm the guy at I'm basically like a guy at a bar who likes to talk politics with my buddies. Like, that, that's what this podcast is when I cover politics. You know, I don't try and pretend like I'm some super, you know, intellectual. You know, I'm, I am still conservative, but I've never tried to be, like, snobby about it. You know, and that snobby conservatives, they never like me either. I'm more of like an Andrew Breitbart, you know, 
kind of punk rock, kind of hipsterish, kind of jazz cat. Uh, and by the way, I'm I'm wearing a beret right now. Uh, an authentic beret from France. So, you know, that that's that's very, you know, hipster jazz cat. But uh, anyway, folks, yeah, I mean, the fact that the media is getting pissed off about pop culture mo- media really kind of grinds my gears this week. So, you know, uh, there's that. And then I just, like I said, I can't wait for Breaking Bad. That's going to be a terrific movie. And, uh, oh, I promised I would review the uh, the new John Coltrane album for you guys. Speaking of the, uh, you know, jazz cat thing, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, obviously you guys can reply to me, but I am curious to know, like, if any of the listeners out there do listen to jazz music, uh, so, you know, if you do, uh, do you like what, when I, I know, I, like, lots of my uh, listeners are definitely, like, rock. Do you like when I do jazz and whatnot, too? I like classical, too. Should I maybe, like, review classical? I don't know. But anyway, the, the John Coltrane album, the one that just came out, if you're new to Coltrane and you're new to jazz, this is not it, you know, for you. But uh, if you like jazz, if you like seeing an artist just period kind of like experiment with their sound you know this was an unrealized album you know called blue world and really experiments you know saxophone and this one you really see kind of how coltrane went from being rough kind of around the edges kind of being edgy i mean jazz musicians kind of like punk rocker of the the 40, 40s and 50s and early 60s kind of see Coltrane here, or I guess here I am, go from kind of being unrefined to being uh, properly polished on this album, and it's, it sounds really great, and uh, that's kind of my album of Blue World, so uh, you can catch that on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use to stream. It's it's only ten dollars on uh on uh iTunes, you know, or if if you don't do streaming music, if you still buy your albums. I actually did did buy this one outright because you know even though I uh even though I do have album music, I do like to somewhat collect like some of my favorite. And so I don't know, uh, at ten dollars, it's not that bad. But, uh, yeah, and then I've also been listening to a lot of Dire Straits this week. Oh, my God. So much Dire Straits. And uh, Mark Knopfler, who I've always said is one of the most underrated guitarists. Who's, like, really good. Like, Mark Knopfler has played with Clapton multiple times. And, you know, with, with Sting, like, he's a 
he's a top tier like level A guitarist, sure. But he really I, I really don't feel like he gets as much recognition as he should. So, you know, I've been playing some of his stuff from Dire Straits. And uh, you know, I mean he's pretty well recognized with Dire Straits, but as a soul artist, I feel like that's really where he kind of goes unacknowledged, but he's really good. Uh, Selling to Philadelphia is a fantastic album that I recommend you all check out. That's from like 2000. I grew up listening to the album as a kid as my, when my mom would take me on road trips uh, across Colorado and across the great country and that was one of the uh, that was one of those albums I grew up on. Uh, and what's what's the name of the newest album? Uh, oh, I George Holt. Uh, Offer. Where are you, Mark? Uh, okay, Down the Road Wherever, that's his newest album. Great album, folks. Terrific album. Uh, I highly recommend that you guys listen to it. It really is terrific. Really worth it. Uh, you know, so those are kind of my album recommendations. Full Train album, and then Mark his entire so discography is pretty good. It's not all like rock. He does a little He does rock. He also does a bit of like bluegrass too, and like folk. I kind of like Scottish. Very good. You know, good drinking too. And uh, I don't have any beer on me. Uh, night. Or, uh, I guess, one podcast say, but we may remedy that. So, no beer review. But, uh, anyway, folks, that just about does it for uh, the Thursday podcast. So, I want to so very much for show. I'll be back Saturday, and this time I will have my guest, Jimmy, from uh, the other side of the pond on me. Now, shit his channel he does great political stuff he also does great pop culture stuff as well so happy to have him on uh in the meantime from all of us here at studios have a uh, good day or a good evening wherever you are in the past hour god bless god save the great nation god freedom like in that order and i'll see you guys saturday live stream of 
support. Then, God bless. So long.